Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. This year looks very different for all of us. And we're always looking for new ways to create memories, especially for those of you with children at home. And with the holidays coming up, I'm sure that you have a lot of kids on your list, just like me, even if it's just family members, nieces, nephews, your friends' kids. You guys, KiwiCo is such a cool, unique way to make new memories. KiwiCo has hands-on science and art projects that you can actually give a gift that sparks curiosity and learning all year round. KiwiCo designs hands-on projects and experiences that spark wonder and discovery. When a robot walks, a rocket launches, and a heart beats into a stethoscope. These are magical moments that inspire a lifetime of curiosity and learning. I know that one of the arts and crafts projects that I am so excited about, I'm actually saving it because I have some kids coming for the holidays. It is the geometric candle 
wax dyeing and candle molding set. You guys, I've been wanting to make candles, let alone make them with a bunch of my kids' friends, nieces and nephews. So I cannot wait to put this project together. And then you have really cute candles when you're done. So with KiwiCo, they won't believe what they can build and accomplish. When they're finished, you can watch their confidence get as big as their smiles. And you can start a new holiday tradition with KiwiCo. KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. And you guys, especially with homeschooling this year, and who knows how much longer, these are different things that we can do together as a family in order for them to learn and grow in the way that you want, in a fun way at home. So get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code Lori at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code Lori. You don't want anyone in your company that's overly stressed about, you know, getting their money back right away because that's going to put a lot of stress on you as a business owner. And it might make you make decisions that you might not make if you have someone constantly hounding you about it. And also for the person, I'm like, if you're not in a position to invest comfortably, you just shouldn't do it. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited about our next guest because this girl like completely blew my mind and rocked my world. The way that she thinks and this vision and this company that she has created. And I'm so excited to introduce you to Jade Nicole. She started out as a model, actress, and as a Playboy model. And she quickly found that throughout her journey of going to different restaurants and nightclubs, that this career had taken her to for all of these different events and for all of these different parties, she quickly found that she was very, very business savvy. So when she started to get interested in investing in different companies or nightclubs and restaurants, she wasn't completely taken serious. So when that place came or that point came when she realized that maybe her ideas were not being taken as serious as she would like, she completely decided to start her own company. And I'm so incredibly excited because what she started is such an awesome vision. You guys, she is one of the owners and founders of a restaurant called Sugar Taco. And it is completely women-owned. And she was such a visionary behind getting all of these women together. And I'm telling you that the way this girl thinks is about to rock your world. It completely changed the way that I thought. It gave me so many different ideas for Light Pink. 
So I can't wait to hear what you think. Let's get started. Jade, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yes. So we got introed um, by a friend and I immediately went and looked at everything that you are doing along with your uh, business partners. And I'm super excited because I can only imagine all of the excitement and the challenges and all of the crazy things that you had to learn and also did not expect to learn in order to do what you're doing. But I really want um, you to be able to give kind of a rundown on what it is that you have started. And then I'll ask you a little bit about how that came about. Of course. So um, I've been in hospitality for about 10 years now. Um, Started off uh, building and operating nightclubs and then kind of segued into restaurants. Um, Our current project that has been my most favorite project is our restaurant called Sugar Taco on Melrose here in Los Angeles. And um, we're working on our second location um, for this brand right now, which has been really, really exciting. So that's kind of what's taking 100% of my focus right now. Oh my God, I bet. Okay. So what made the transition from... First, I actually want to know what got you into... like, How did you fall into operating. And did you say owning nightclubs? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So tell me how that even began. Sure. So, um, a long, long time ago, I was a model. (laughs) Um, I uh, started modeling when I was about 15 years old. Um, I moved to LA, I became a playmate and then playmate of the year. And then I moved from Canada where I'm originally from, um, down to Los Angeles. Okay. What was that like? So (laughs) I've been to Canada a lot and I'm from a place similar to Canada um, in the Midwest. So I'm wondering like, were you completely like a deer in headlights or what was that transition? Did it feel like, I was going to say, did it feel like moving to another country, but that's what you did. (laughs) It was. And it definitely (laughs) felt like a different universe. The town that I grew up in um, had like two stoplights. Like we didn't have a mall. Where was it in Canada? It's called Port Perry in Ontario. Okay. Um, So I was born in a place called Scarborough near Toronto, which is a very, very different vibe. (laughs) Yeah. But when I was about, um, you know, seven, eight, nine, I moved up to this town and it's basically farm country. Like my mom still lives there. She is a farmer. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) So um, definitely when I first started um, working in LA, I hated it here. I was, it was too crazy for me. Yep, I felt and the same way. It was very overwhelming. I remember going, I was living at the Playboy Mansion and I remember going to my modeling agency downtown and then I went to go leave and I didn't know how to get home. And I tried to call a taxi and I couldn't, it was just a whole mess. I ended up like crying on the side of the street and the Playboy Mansion sent a security guard to come <laughs> pick me up. I was such a hot mess. I was very lost and terrified all the cars and traffic and people were screaming at me because I was in a little outfit from my modeling meeting. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. You're like, please help me. It was a huge adjustment for sure. Um, And then, you know, part of being a playmate, what you do is you travel all over from city to city, going to nightclubs and restaurants and you meet the owners and you, you get all these like tours of, you know, hotels and, And before that, I had been uh, in school for uh, hotel management. I've always been really interested, um, you know, in the hospitality in general. 
And I just found myself in these venues being like, oh, it would be so much better if you moved this here or you did this or you did this. Oh my God. And yeah. these owners would be like, who is this girl telling me how to do my job? But then also they kind of be like, oh, you're right. That makes yeah. sense. And um, so I kind of just fell into um, that and more and more in Los Angeles. Um, I would go to all every new nightclub opening and I just kind of embedded myself in the culture here. And people started like asking my opinion on things um, when they were opening uh, new spots. And then um, one of those owners decided to open a new place. And they actually asked me to introduce them to my boyfriend at the time for investment. Mm. And I was kind of like, well, why aren't you asking me to invest? Yeah. Like, no one, like you just thought to go through me to him at the time. I, you know, had just one playment of the year. I had a, a ton of money saved up. Like I was ready, but it didn't dawn on them that like a woman would either have the money or be interested or have the knowledge to, you know, be in this industry. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I ended up investing. That was my first, uh, when it was a nightclub in, uh, Hollywood called AV it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was my first investment. So I learned a lot of <laughs> information at that one because it was me and about 15 men. Oh my God. Who had yes. all invested before and had a lot more experience than I did in this arena. Mm-hmm. And I was the second to majority investor. I invested a quarter of a million dollars. Mm-hmm. It was very scary. It was yeah. all my yeah. money. I did not think to like keep any. I was like... If I'm going to go, I'm going to go all in. I was only 24. So I really felt like I needed to like prove myself, especially Mm -hmm. since I was the only woman and I was kind of had to force my way in. Yeah. So that was definitely a learning experience. Um, It was very frustrating because I felt like everything that I was saying or doing was either not being taken seriously or I would come up with an idea that would get rejected. And then a week later, one of the other guys would say exactly the same thing I said, and it would be a brilliant idea that everyone would be super excited about. Mm. Um, so how did you navigate that? Like I can, I, it's, it's so funny. I'm literally, cause I'm starting an alcohol company right now. Like I'm feeling so much of this. <laughs> so I'm definitely uh, like, how did you navigate and get your voice heard? Or did that not end up happening in that situation where you like just trying to figure it all out in this particular instance? Yeah, honestly, in that location, it was hard. I lashed out several times and felt like I needed to like prove myself as being alpha. And I, you know, tried to get people fired and I, you know, through tantrums, it was, it was definitely a learning experience there because I wasn't used to, you know, people like all these men were talking down to me, like I was dumb and I knew that I was smarter than most of them. And it was very frustrating. And at the time I didn't know how to handle that. Mm. Um, over the process, you know, I really just took to like, okay, I'm going to prove myself. So I just started hustling. I was in there every single day. I was working, you know, three times as hard as every other person, um, that was operating that venue. I brought in clients. I showed up to host clients. I became, you know, our number one seller of everything Mm. (laughs) in the venue. And it kind of just, you know, it started getting better, but it definitely wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. It took several, several venues, honestly, before, um, I really found footing and started to get, you know, a little bit more respect in the industry. It was, it's difficult. 
And part of the reason why I'm doing Sugar Taco now, and you know, I left my last um, uh, group that we were doing restaurants together was because it was all men and I was the only woman. And I really felt like this is not an environment that's conducive to creativity and like what I want to be doing and how I want to be feeling when I'm coming to work. And um, that's when I decided to leave. And I called up my best friend, Brittany, and I was like, I want to open this restaurant. You want to do it with me? And she was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Totally different experience, right? Like completely different experience. Basically, both of us quit our jobs that we were, what we were doing. And we started down this, um, pathway of, of building, you know, a new, better way to do business. And that's what Sugar Taco is for us. Oh my God. I'm so excited to dive into this. Okay. So I want to know, looking back, right? Like connecting the dots backwards. What is the, like, what are the main takeaways that you really see have made you like a total, you know, just feel like you know so much, made you so wise, made you a ninja now in what you're doing. So what were some of the big takeaways that obviously were super painful in the moment, but looking back, you're like, oh, thank God for that. So my tips are Google, Google everything. Don't be afraid. (laughs) Like, honestly, there were so many things that I didn't understand. And I was like, instead of not knowing this, I'm just going to figure it out. And I would literally Google everything mm-hmm. from like at the beginning, like certain business terms I didn't understand, certain contracts I didn't understand, even like building, you know, uh, income projections and, and business plans and portfolios. Like I didn't know how to do that. So I just had to like learn from other people. And I asked friends that I knew that were already doing it to send me theirs and just absorb, you know, as much as you can. Like don't be afraid to not know something like you can teach yourself just about anything and ask people who know more than you. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that I feel like I've improved upon and has really helped me get to the level that I'm at now is patience. Mm. <laughs> For one, learning that, you know, if somebody is treating you poorly or, you know, lashing out that it's, a reflection on them and their insecurities and not on you. So now I kind of just calmly accept any information and find a way that actually gets me my way instead of just getting upset that Mm. someone's not giving me my way. I'm calm and I'm like, okay, well, how can we fix this? How can we move forward? And, And as an operator, it's allowed me to manage much better and allowed us to, um, you know, function as a company so much smoother then if someone lashes out, me lashing out, thinking mm-hmm. like I have to project dominance. I'm like, no, I'm a woman. Let's do this different. Mm-hmm. I have no ego in this. We're just going to find the best way to move forward. And it's a, been a total game changer for you know my attitude and the company and how we function. And it's it's made everything a lot easier. I love that you just shared that because I always think about that. Like you're never going to get to the like highest best solution from a place that feels crazy or enraged or pissed off. So it's like at least bring yourself back to neutral so that you can like yeah, function. You're going to go through those stages a thousand percent. But now like I'll every so often I'll have, you know, someone who's interested in investing or a landlord or someone, some man be like, talk down to me as though I don't know what I'm doing or, 
call me like new, a new entrepreneur or something, even though I've been doing this for 10 years and try to give me advice. And instead of me being like, yeah, I got this thing. So I'm just like, wow, thank you so much for those tips. I'll take those into consideration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it honestly just makes my life so much easier. It's amazing. And it takes practice. At first you, you're like, you want to strangle some people and you have to be like, wow, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's a skill that you perfect. And, and it honestly has allowed me to get a lot further. Oh um, my God. Like, yeah. I'm hearing like a through line of you are like, obviously massively, um, um, in, uh, intelligent, like EQ wise <laughs> and <laughs> IQ wise, but I think they're both so important. And sometimes we can go into thinking that we need to know all about, you know, the business and all of the verbiage and all of the things, which is so important. But also I think um, emotional intelligence and knowing when to exactly like you just said, like knowing when to smile and not let your ego get in the way. Like, what does this prove anyway? Are you going to be burning a bridge? Like all of those things are so vital. So tell me about the importance of that, like in networking, in relationship building and how the relationships that you've built and how you've shown up in the past have really come to fruition of what you're doing now. Well, the most important thing is that, you know, when we took on Sugar Taco, at first I had, you know, these two male investors who had said, you know, if you ever decide to do something on your own, let me know and I'll fully fund it. And so when I was talking to my partner, I was like, oh, I already have it funded. It's super easy. (laughs) And I woke up at like 3 a.m. one morning and was like, what am I doing? I'm just turning this company into the company I just left where I'm Mm. like allowing men into the company and it's just going to be the same vibe. And so I called and I was like, listen, I want to try to get all women partners. Mm. This is our goal. And so we started on this long, uh, you know, line. Cause I'm like, Hey, this is my company now. So I get to choose who I work with. I'm not forced to work with people that, you know, I might not agree with or get along with. And so we started down this pathway of, you know, getting all women partners and all women investors. And that's really helped because now I don't have to do that as often mm-hmm. <laughs> because I don't have all these, you know, investors that might not align with our belief system and might not, you know, mesh well. And, and I always say, you know, moving into our second location and taking on some new investors, I was very careful because the ecosystem that we've built within Sugar Taco with our partners and our investors and even our staff is just so peaceful and it's so well balanced mm. and everyone that's there is excited to be there. Everyone is passionate about the project. You know, everyone's coming in, they're supporting, they're posting, they actually love the restaurant, they eat the food, you know, and so it's just such a positive environment to be in and you know, when we hold meetings sometimes we hold them at the beach in bikinis. Mm. Sometimes we go for cocktails at a restaurant like we're not forced to do business in, you know, a specific way where people are like, oh, your meetings need to be in boardrooms and you should be wearing suits. And, oh, this is so unprofessional. I'm like, says who? Exactly. <laughs> like we're, get, we're getting all the same work done. We're just doing it in an environment that is, you know, more fun. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and we're not, like we're working all the time. We may as well be doing something that we enjoy and, and be happy about it than being in a stuffy you know, office wearing uncomfortable clothes to try and prove something like we don't feel like we have to prove anything to anyone. Yes. Okay. So life update. Now that I am living in the desert, hydration is more important than ever. I actually notice a physical and mental difference when I am not hydrated. 
Also, flu season is right around the corner. And with winter months approaching, it's more important than ever to have a strong immune system. So you guys, this is why I'm having liquid IV every single day. And in order for me to drink more water, I need it to actually taste good. And I also like to know that I'm doing something really good for my body. So not only is water great, but adding something that helps you hydrate even more is so important. You guys, I love having liquid IV. I'm actually using it in the morning and I'm using it at night. So right now, liquid IV is like my favorite way to get a bunch of my vitamins. Vitamin C is well known to help protect your body and support good health. And they have vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, and well immune, all in convenient single serving packets. Vitamin D facilitates immune system function and improves your daily defense. Zinc is the second most abundant trace mineral in your body and it supports your immune cell and health function. So with every purchase of Liquid IV, they donate a serving of Liquid IV to someone in need. And I literally love that about this company. Liquid IV's new hydration multiplier plus immune support is available at Walmart, or you can order online and get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code HAPPY at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code HAPPY at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code HAPPY. I've had a lot of you listeners message me about how this podcast is really helping with their mental health and other podcasts or books to stay on track, but that you might need a little bit more. You might need somebody to talk to in person. And whenever I've mentioned therapy, a lot of people have said that maybe it's too expensive or they're not quite ready for it. But Let's really talk for a second about how much money we spend on our daily coffees, that at-home cute sweatsuit that we're putting on. But with Talkspace, you can actually take care of your mental health without dipping into your savings account. With Talkspace, you can sign up online or download the app and start therapy that same day with a licensed therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. Depending on the plan you choose, you can message and schedule live video sessions with your therapist and you'll pay the same amount every single month. So it's in the budget. It's affordable. It's a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. Instead of waiting for an appointment, you can send unlimited text messages to your therapist 24-7 and they'll engage with you daily five days a week. Talking to my friends is so different from talking to a licensed therapist who has the expertise and knowledge to give me practical guidance. Talkspace gives us the support we need at an affordable price. As a listener of this podcast, you get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use code Lori to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Lori at Talkspace.com. So I really want to know because this is totally what I'm doing with my business as well. So it is like so much fun talking to you right now to hear um, (laughs) how well it's working for all of you. Um, So when I was going to raise money, I was like, why would I... Same thing, right? I'm like, oh, I know this person and this person. This would be great. It's easy. It's done. And I'm like, wait a minute. I really want to work with women And who like, and to all have the opportunity together to like have so much fun and collaborate and do, you know, the same, same idea. Like, let's do this fun. Like, let's do this in a way with people that you can't wait to have that meeting with on the beach, or you can't wait to go for cocktails to discuss big ideas or 
find solutions to problems, whatever that looks like. So how did you create that? You said, you know, you really, um, you were concerned about just bringing new people in and making sure it fit with the ecosystem. Are there guidelines or questions or what's the way that you make sure that people fall into alignment with what you are looking for? Sure. So everyone that we asked to invest, especially in our first location, there were people we knew. So nobody really was a stranger. Everyone was either a close friend or, you know, an acquaintance we had known for a long time. And we meet with them and we talk about the project and you really get a read for someone's energy, whether, you know, based on the questions that they ask and, you know, how excited they are, um, whether that they're going to be a good fit or not. And, you know, we've met with a couple of people that I've that have been interested in investing. And I've been like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to work out both male and female. Because at the beginning we were, you know, meeting with a couple um, men, but we ended up declining all but one. We literally have one uh, male investor in our company and I've known him for 10 years. Um, so it's really important um, that, you know, either I know and through the second location, of course, now we're expanding a little bit. So now all the people are either I know them or one of our current investors know Mm -hmm. them or one of our good friends know them. Someone intros them to us. So they kind of have someone vouch for them. Yeah. Um, So what's the the questions that you ask? Like, are you... So you're like so crazy intuitive. I can already tell that. Um, But... For people who like don't have that honed in yet or had these experiences that you can, you know, you can just walk into a room now, ask some questions and be really clear on this is going to be, this person might cause this later, this energetically is not working, or maybe they're going to really want to have a say in different things and that's not what we're doing or whatever that looks like. So what are some of the questions that you ask or some of the the answers that you get back that you're like, oh they're going to want to know X or do X and that's not what we're doing. Like, what are some of the signs for you? You know, I try to listen and I try to actually listen to the questions they ask me as opposed to asking them questions. Okay. With our company, we're asking people for money. So they usually will have the most amount of questions like, um, when do we get our money back? How are we paid back? What's the interest? What's the return? What's So I like to more listen to questions that they ask me. I rarely... And I just listen to them. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll ask them for some background if I if I'm not too close with them. But typically, if anyone um, is overly concerned about their money being returned, yep. <laughs> if like, when do we get our money back? And totally. I ex- explain how it works. And if they're like, okay, but is there a guaranteed amount every month, every week? I try to avoid those because you know we're doing really really well. Our investors are getting paid back. Um, everybody is really happy. But you don't want anyone in your company that's overly stressed about, you know, getting their money back right away, because that's going to put a lot of stress on you, um, Mm -hmm. as a business owner. And it might make you make decisions that you might not make if you have someone constantly hounding you about it. Um, and also for the person, I'm like, if you're not in a position to invest comfortably, you just shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And I tell everyone that as well. Like I have people that are so interested in investing that are like, Oh, I'm going to take a loan because I want in the company. And I'm like, don't do that. (laughs) don't ever take a loan to invest. It's a terrible, terrible plan. And I just, I won't even accept investments that way because it's just not going to be good for anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that when people ask about the vision of the company, I love when people are, you know, have tried the food before and are super excited and, and, you know, um, or offer ideas. I love it when someone's like, oh my God, it would be so cool to do something like this because I operate a very, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, I value every single one of our investors' opinions. I don't ever think that I am the be-all, know-all. I think that you know, 10 heads are better than one. And I love people to give input and ideas because if their idea doesn't work, sometimes it gives me an idea of something else that I can do that will be awesome. And so I love it when people, you know, have opinions to, to an extent, of course, if anyone ever started telling me like, oh, well, you did do this and I think that's wrong and you should do it this way. That would be a red flag for sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I do love when people seem super passionate about it and, you know, want to be involved in the process. Oh, I love that. So did you do, were you really strategic in who you brought in? I know that you said that it was kind of like people that you knew and that you trusted and were excited. Were you strategic in the fact of like, okay, this person brings an audience, this person brings knowledge, this person brings X, um, or did it kind of all work out that way? It was a combination of both. So um, I'm very lucky that, you know, a lot of friends that I've built since I've been in LA are in a position to assist, whether, you know, they have huge following followings or, you know, they have a radio show or a TV show or, you know, ways of marketing and, and promoting. Um, we definitely did try to, you know, get a little bit from everywhere. So we have, you know, some investors who have massive followings, but they're mostly men. And then we have other, um, investors that have really big followings, but they have like a mommy blog and mm. have mostly, you know, young families that follow them. And, Um, and we have another one that's like a master yoga teacher and she kind of has a whole different audience that she, um, you know, goes to. And so we definitely tried to make it, uh, as well-rounded as we could. Um, and some people are like, oh, well, you know, all your investors should be vegan. That's crazy. And like one thing that I have definitely learned is that you can't be that picky when you're asking people for money, especially for a new company. We were already being the pickiest of anyone I know. We're like, okay, we're going for women. We're going for women we know. We're going for women that are passionate and excited and like, you know, love either animals or are vegan or love the planet or like, you know, some aspect of it. And so you can only be, you know, so picky. And I think that, you know, we took a year to fund the the first restaurant because we were being super, super picky. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our, um, almost all actually of our investors in the first location were first time investors. They Mm -hmm. had never been asked to invest in a project before. They had never invested in any type of business. And so it was a process of kind of like, you know, teaching people also, which I like love to do because nobody taught me my first time. They were like, here's 500 pages of paperwork and (laughs) do X, Y, Z. And I had to kind of just like pretend I knew what I was doing and and do my best. So now when we approach these women, I'm like, listen, I will walk you through from A to Z. I will explain it to you. There is like no stupid questions. Like I want to be the person to teach you all of this. So you don't have to feel like embarrassed or inadequate in another situation where someone might be like trying to make you feel that way. Like I'll teach you everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I love doing that, but it definitely took some extra time. So um, we were very fortunate to, to have that time and uh, to build up such an awesome crew. Second location is much different. We went very quick. We did the full funding in about a month. Um, and a lot of repeat investors from our first location, um, as well. And we got in a lot of, um, you know, veteran investor women as well, which was really cool. Oh, that's so cool. And congratulations on all of that. And I love that you also love to teach. That's, it's kind of, 
when I'm talking to people, because I have a lot of new investors in my company as well, when I'm talking to them, I'm like, look, this is either going to be the best education you've ever had in your life on this. <laughs> because it is. And, and I think so much of that is coming from me feeling the way that you had felt in rooms where I was like, wow, I just feel in over my head, but I'm going to keep showing up and keep asking these questions and like giving myself full freedom to be like, oh, I don't understand what that word means. Otherwise, it's it's so easy. And I'm, I, I totally want to hear your thoughts on this. But it would be so easy to just sit there and nod your head and act like you know what they're talking about, but leave not knowing anything. And you're like, you're having these moments of like, you know, that most people don't get of getting to learn and having these conversations. And you have to speak up and let people know that you don't know no matter what they think of you. But I found most people like want to teach you. Yeah, I think that, so in my experience, if it's a woman, if it's someone I'm comfortable with and I know, I will ask questions on the spot 100%. And I encourage people that are within my company to do the same because I come from a place of no judgment and I come from a place like I know where you're at. Mm. But if I'm ever in a room with men that think that they know better (laughs) or they, you know, I will not, I tend to take notes Mm. and I'll Google later because also, you know, I was in a meeting recently where someone used a slang term for something um, and I had never heard it before. And he was asking a question. So I had no choice but to be like, I'm sorry, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) And I could tell that he was doing it specifically to try to act superior, like he knew better. Like I felt like he was a little intimidated. And in those cases, you just got to own it. You can be like, I'm sorry, I've never heard that term before. Mm. And just kind of like go with it instead of trying to like muddle your way through because that's when you can definitely embarrass yourself. Because mm. if I tried to answer a question that I didn't understand, <laughs> you know, there are sometimes you can kind of make it through, but on certain ones like that, you're just going to be like, I'm sorry, I don't understand your slang. <laughs> your slang. I'm sorry. Your slang is not translating for me right yeah. now. <laughs> like, cool. Okay, I've never heard it used that way before, but to answer your question. <laughs> Oh God. Okay. So tell me about what you tell first time investors. Like when someone's like, I'm really interested and they're a fit. Um, what are some of the things that you, you know, share with them about investing? Why it's a really like cool opportunity? Yeah. Well, I, I tend to kind of teach people from top to bottom. Like literally I'm like, you write a check, (laughs) you'll get these documents, you sign them, you know, this is the uh, timeline we have for the restaurant. Like I'll walk through the, um, projected income statements with them, but mostly it's about a long-term income source and a passive income source. Um, You know, when you're investing in another company, uh, especially one like this, it's something where, you know, you're going to still have your day job, but Mm -hmm. you're going to learn a lot. You're going to start to get money. And then the next location opens up and they invest more. And now you're like, oh, wow, this is actually a pretty decent money. And as it grows, third location, fourth location, it becomes a point where you're like, okay, now I have all this money coming in every month. Now you have an option of, you know, reinvesting that money into yourself, into your business, um, you know, back into other businesses and start making really cool financial decisions that you might not have been able to make before. So it's kind of like building blocks. You got to start small and start comfortable. And as you grow and your investment grows, you, you know, keep reinvesting. And, and I help all the girls with that as well. Not all of them need the help, but anyone that wants it, I'm like, I'm here to assist you Mm -hmm. in, uh, you know, learning what to do and when not to overextend yourself as well. That's super important, especially 
you know, now with everything that's going on in the world, you don't want to, you know, over-invest and then be in a position where you have to pull investments um, and lose money. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, we kind of go across like all boards. And like I said, some girls don't have any questions. They've invested before. They're ready to go. And other ones will be like, okay, so I give you money. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. like, yes. <laughs> so it kind of just depends on the level. <laughs> like, do I get the free food or not with this? So <laughs> oh. everyone's like, but do I get a discount on tacos? And I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first first question. That's when you know you have good food. It's if yeah. they're like, okay, can I get the discount with this? All right, great. <laughs> We also have these like tie-dye hoodies that every so often I'll post in and the investors are like, okay, but can I get a tie-dye hoodie? Because like, <laughs> I can get them. like, yes, I'll make sure you have a tie-dye hoodie. <laughs> it's real. It's real, right? Like that would be a real question from me. It, it, honestly, it's been numerous people have asked that and, it, and our current investors too are like, where is my tie-dye hoodie? I'm like, they're coming. They're coming. Oh my God. I love that. Well, that's like a really tan... <laughs> It's like a tangible way to show ownership of something they're proud of. You know, it's like, hey, I bought into this. This is so cool. And I love it when people ask me that because I know like they're proud to be owners and they're proud of the brand and and that our brand has a good enough name where people are like ready to wear it on something like to have someone else pay money to wear your brand is like an accomplishment. Yeah. Especially it's like not a clothing line. It's so cool. Yes. It's like mind blowing. <laughs> You're like, yes, I will print more clothing for you to wear and buy. <laughs> um, okay. So I want to know, because obviously we're in a crazy time right now and you probably had to pivot pretty hard, I'm guessing. Um, so tell me about when you have your you know, physical location. Um, obviously you are doing takeout and now I believe you can also do dine-in, but what were some of the conversations like around the pivot around like, oh my God, what the hell do we do right now? Yeah. So when it first happened in LA, it was pretty quick. It was like, oh, we're fine. We're fine. Just kidding. Everything's closed. And totally, we were monitoring it very closely. Um, We started, you know, altering our ordering um, and getting smaller amount and making smaller batches of stuff so that we didn't have a lot of food waste in case we did have to close down. Mm. Um, when we got the order, you know, that it was only going to be takeout and everyone was kind of panicking, we fully shut down. Mm. Um, we did that mostly because we had no idea what was going on. We didn't know how bad it was going to be. We wanted to keep our staff safe. Um, and we weren't ready to just like shift our operations to a completely different model. So, um, we closed down for about two months. Uh, luckily I am kind of an over-preparer. So Mm. we always have enough money to last our rent and utilities, everything for a year. So I was never afraid that we were going to, you know, not be able to reopen. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of just laid back and and examined, you know, what was going on, who was staying open, what they were doing, who was busy, what was happening. Um, And then once we kind of got a good feel for it, we opened back up just on weekends for uh, delivery to see, you know, right, let's see what happens. And we were slammed. We were super busy. Mm. Um, One thing that everyone has to do all the time is eat. So we're essentially an essential business, just like a grocery store, um, providing food to people. And everyone was super happy that we were, you know, back open because at this point, not a lot of places were open and and functioning. And so uh, we did delivery weekends only for about a month and a half until we got the go ahead for dine-in. 
Um, that lasted about four days <laughs> before they shut it back down. Um, luckily, we have a huge patio on the back. And honestly, most people choose to sit out on our patio anyways. And we were allowed to continue patio dining. So that's when we kind of opened up full. We were open 12 to 9, so slightly reduced hours. Um, we have our online ordering system on our website so people can you know, pre-order and just swing by and pick up without even coming into the store if they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and our patio, like I said, it's been, it's been super busy actually. I think because there isn't as many restaurants open yeah. and we do offer, you know, plant-based food at like a reasonable price. It's been very busy, definitely more takeout and delivery than before. Mm. Um, but it's been going really busy all through July and all through August so far. So how'd you keep your cool during that time? Cause I know there's a lot of people who like lost their shit and did not make good decisions. So how did you like, <laughs> I know. I know it sounds like, you know, you're like, I took two months, but what did you, I know that you were kind of looking and seeing what was going on, but how did you internally, because I trust me from doing, you know, like 550 interviews on here. I'm, I literally, (laughs) and hearing from so many different people, it's like the biggest battle is always in our head and in our relationships. And how, so how did you manage all of potentially the fear that was going around and how did you you know, keep your cool to make the best decisions and keep positive? Yeah. Well, like I said, we like to be prepared. So because we were prepared in advance to, you know, be in a position where being closed wasn't the end of the world for us, that really, you know, was the main part of it. Cause I know a lot of people, they only keep a month or two worth of Mm. um, rent payments. And then, you know, you're panicking because then you're in a situation where you're not having any income and you don't have the savings. So for us, I wasn't stressed because I mean, granted, I was stressed. We were in a pandemic. People were dying. It was crazy. Right. But I was never I never had the fear like, oh no, we're not going to be able to pay rent. Um, I went into, you know, triage mode automatically, called our landlord, tried to work out some deals, applied for all the grants, applied for all the like everything that we could. And then I kind of just chilled. I sat in my house and I did absolutely nothing (laughs) for like a solid four weeks because there's nothing to do. You sometimes the problem is so big. You just have to succumb to it. Mm -hmm. And just, I went into this mode where I was like, you know what, whatever makes me happy, I'm going to do. If I want to eat donuts for breakfast, (laughs) I'm going to eat donuts for breakfast. If I want to have wine at 11 AM, I'm going to do it. If I want to binge watch TV and accomplish no tasks all day long, that's what I'm going to do. And I kind of just, you know, let my body tell me like, whatever, if I wanted to work out that day, I would work out. If I didn't, I wouldn't, I wasn't pushing anything. Um, and that really helped me kind of stay calm. And, and, you know, in the midst of it, there was really honestly nothing to do. There was nothing to do, but wait and see. And so Mm. in the interim, I just tried to, you know, keep calm and and do everything that we could do. And then the second, you know, we got word like, okay, there's going to be a press conference and more information. I, you know, made my double shot espresso latte <laughs> and I put on my work pajamas and <laughs> I busted That's a real thing. <laughs> I have fancy work pajamas. Oh, I'm in mine. <laughs> they have a collar on them and it makes me feel like I'm working still, but I'm still relaxed. <laughs> yep. And uh, I just started getting to work and, you know, we started talking to our staff and, and getting everyone in and training people and getting the restaurant changed and you kind of can't force yourself, um, you know, to do something when there's nothing to do. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to just, you know, succumb to it and chill and relax and just do everything you can to keep yourself, you know, healthy and your brain healthy. Mm-hmm. 
So tell me about, was there anything for you that has come out of this um, that you're like, wow, this has been, you know, amongst all of the obvious craziness um, that has been such a gift, whether it's how you operate business or how you operate in your life, what has uh, been impacted by it? Honestly, I'm most thankful that our investors are all badasses because not a single one of them texts me stressed out during Mm. the pandemic being like, are we okay? Are we going to open? Are we going to close? Like no one put any extra stress on me. Everyone kind of was just there to support. And when it was time to open back up, everyone was posting and promoting and coming in and helping out. And, you know, I think that's really where you shine when you have such an amazing support group and, and the people that have invested in you and your concept are truly there to support you and not just to have, you know, you know, a, a line item on their, um, on their bank statement of making mm-hmm. money. And so that was amazing. And also just having the ability to, you know, pivot and be a small company and get creative and, and just be, you know, able to talk to everyone like, Hey, if anyone has any ideas and, you know, everyone kind of just worked together and we were able to kind of just, you know, work as a group to come up with awesome solutions and implement them immediately. And I think that flexibility and that type of support really has been a game changer. Oh, I love, like, this is such a massive part of my vision. So I always love when worlds collide and I get to talk to somebody who I'm like, oh, this was like so great and so for me at this very moment. Um, So for women who are, um, because this is a very new conversation still for a lot of women, talking about starting a company with potentially if they want to do mostly female or all female investors or their friends or whatever that looks like. Um, Because it's not a super, you know, I'm, from the Midwest, you're from Canada. Like it's not, it wasn't a huge conversation for me growing up or in my friend groups. Um, so how do we make this a more common conversation for women knowing that they have options of doing it in a completely different way when maybe you feel like you know nothing? <laughs> um, honestly, my number one tip is don't give up mm. because Honestly, building out the first sugar taco, especially during the investment stage, I almost quit like 50 times mm. <laughs> when, you know, we would get declined by someone that we really wanted to invest or it was taking longer than we had hoped. And I was like, was this the right way to go? <laughs> um, it's definitely a lot of work. And even if you're prepared for a lot of work, it's like 10 times more than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So just know that, you know, whatever your vision is and whatever your passion is and however you see your company, like try your very, very best not to compromise because it will work itself out in the end and it might be harder and it might take more work, but that's in the short term. In the long term, it's going to save your life. Your company will be how you want it to be. And it will save you a lot of work in the long run. So Google is your best friend. (laughs) Don't Mm -hmm. give up. If you have a bad day, like sometimes I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm going to quit instead of doing anything. I would just like lock myself in a room and, you know, play music or, you know, binge watch Netflix for an entire day and just kind of reset and whatever that means for you, you'll wake up the next day and be like, okay, I can do this. And just know that like not every day is going to be a good day and that's okay. <laughs> oh, good. I'm on track. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, definitely Lots had those days. It will be absolutely terrible. And you'll be like, what am I doing? Do I even know what I'm doing? Was this a good decision? Am I crazy? Um, <laughs> just keep sticking to it. It will 
all work out in the end. <laughs> oh my God. And it's so, it's so worth it. Right. Cause I definitely am having those moments right now that like, it's like 1am and I wake up to go to the bathroom or something and I'm like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Like, then, that will happen all the time. I did oh. not sleep for it. Every time we start to do a raise and I'm starting to do our financial analysis and I'm doing the design and I start, my brain just starts working on overdrive. I keep a notebook next to my bed and before I go to sleep, I write out every single thing that I'm thinking about that I have to do so mm-hmm. that my brain can be like, okay, you have it all down. You don't have to remember this. There's nothing you can do right now. Mm-hmm. Go to sleep in the morning. Your notebook will be there. And you're right. Sometimes it happens at 4 a.m. I'll mm-hmm. wake up and be like, oh my God, I forgot to measure the awning length. <laughs> <laughs> write it in my notebook. And then it's the only thing that <laughs> makes my brain stop functioning. So that's been a huge help for me. Oh my God. That's awesome. What is the ultimate goal and vision with this? um, Let's just say with this endeavor, otherwise we could probably (laughs) go, go, go forever. Yeah. Well, with Sugar Talk, the goal has always been to do multiple locations. So right now we're focusing on Southern California because obviously that's where I live. That's where, you know, our expertise is. We do have a lot of people reaching out about franchising in other um, countries and other states. So that's something that we're looking into as well. Um, we're getting into a little bit of food retail with our plant-based meats and our uh, plant-based uh, queso, which is like our nacho cheese and our hot sauce because we do make everything in-house. Mm. So we just want to keep growing and expanding and, you know, keep getting new, amazing, um, you know, women involved in the project and basically building an empire mm-hmm. <laughs> of, uh, you know, tacos and food and plant-based and love and trying to, you know, save the planet a little bit at a time mm-hmm. with the type of food that we're serving and the type of business that we're running and uh, just keep going till every city has a sugar taco. <laughs> oh my God. I, I literally love this because it's not only that you started with a vision of something that you love and to, um, you know, bring women in and have it be something that's fun and something, you know, that is like you said, supports the planet or is, is better for people, whatever that looks like. But one of my favorite parts is that you are truly like, you're not, you will not, all of you will not even see the ripple of what you've done by, you know, taking risks kind of quote unquote, by bringing new investors in and women and teaching and educating, like this is opening up an entire world for people of possibilities. Um, and, and that it can be done in a completely different way. Like it's going to be such a massive shift. The more things that you all touch and the more people, the more that's going to ripple out. So that is like one of the most exciting things because I know that this was not like this type of, you know, ideas and business and being so supported was not on my radar in, in a lot of my visions even 10 years ago, because it wasn't a conversation like we had talked about, like being had. So I think that you are completely doing an entirely different business and education system that is like, you know, not even on the people just see sugar taco, but you're doing this crazy internal world changing thing, which it is, (laughs) which is so cool. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And we try, you know, we try to grow and be better and we're still learning, you know, as we go and still trying to, you know, give back as much as we can. And, um, and I'm hoping that, you know, it makes a difference in, in all of our investors' lives and, you know, even the people that they know then starting to talk about it and it just, you know, becoming a more common conversation of women investors. 
Yes. Well, girl, I'm going to be having a bunch of summits on like teaching about investing and I'm bringing in experts. So I'll have to bring you on. (laughs) I would love to. (laughs) That would be amazing. They would love you. Um, So with that said, what can we do for you? Like, how can we either find you, follow you? What's the best thing that we could go and either buy, consume, eat, share? (laughs) Well, of course, go to Sugar Taco if you're in Los Angeles. We're on Melrose Boulevard. Um, Our website and our Instagram and our Facebook, everything is just Sugar Taco, sugartaco.com. You can order online. We're on Postmates. We're on Grubhub. Um, My personal Instagram is Jade Nicole, J-A-Y-D-E-N-I-C-O-L-E. And yeah. That's about it. <laughs> so can we look for your... Is, did you say that there's actual... You're doing a food line as well in the future? Yeah. So currently, um, you can actually buy our hot sauces at our current location to take home with you, our pineapple habanero hot sauces. You can also get um, larges of our meat and our queso at our current location. Um, and you can order it on uh, online and on Postmates. Uh, we are working on getting them into grocery stores as well. That's kind of a next step for us. Okay. So exciting. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me. All right, you guys. And if you loved this episode as much as I did, you know that the best thing that you could possibly do to let Jade know how much you appreciate her is to tag her, tag Sugar Taco, and let us know what your biggest takeaway was. Like, what was your aha moment? What was it for you that shifted? What just became a possibility for you? We want to see you and hear who's listening. So you guys, until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought and honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community. And everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, Not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a 
paywall too. And you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use and it has a free 14 day trial for you. So you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14 day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's gonna streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you wanna create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're gonna customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this and now their smart ai platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com that's k-a-j-a-b-i.com want to know a huge secret to my success Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. 
That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our lives. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori.